Father, we just thank you again. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. I've come to declare not my word, but your word. And the word of God is spirit, a life-giving spirit that is life. Minister, minister, Father, that life. Break those chains, lift those burdens, and cause your people, Lord, to jump much for joy at the entrance of your word today. In Jesus' mighty name. Being rapture worthy is not really something that's supposed to be burdensome. There are two analogies I want to use. In the first one, I, I, I'm traveling sometime today and I want to make sure I get to my destination. So what did I do? I went and yesterday I went and bought a ticket. <laughs> I said, I'm going to make sure I have my ticket. So I don't have any stories by the time I finish today. So, and once I have my ticket, um, again, you know, it's even more assured. I'm pretty much relaxed. I'm confident that when I show up and I present my ticket, I'll get on and I'll be taken on the journey to my destination. So, uh, the rapture is like that. There is a ticket. And if your name is on the list and you have the ticket, you get there. And if your name is not on that day, your name is not on the ticket, it doesn't matter what clever word you use, you will not get there. So, what you really need to do is to understand what is the ticket I need to have that on that day guarantees 100% that the Lord will receive me to Himself. In that instant, we're going to read the scripture again in a moment. I have my ticket. And I will make that journey by the grace of God. I mean, the things of men are not reliable, but the things of God are settled forever. The second analogy relates to a man called Enoch. The Bible says, Enoch walked with God. If you want to turn to Genesis chapter 5 verse 24 Genesis chapter 5 verse 24 Enoch walked with God Notice my hand's testimony that he pleased God. If you rewind, if you rewind a little bit, two verses or so, there, by faith, and he walked with God. It's like the scripture, knowing God. To know God, this is the new covenant. This is really what God's will and purpose for that we may know Him. And of course, Jesus Christ and He has said to know God. The word if you may sit upon it, may sit upon it, just think a bit more. Yeah, that's an interactivity. That's an, an interactivity. It's all founded on it's all founded on the, on the foundation of faith, which I began to speak about the last time I was here. The whole thing is built on faith. And the gospel that I'm preaching to you today, which is the gospel, 
If you believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. Uh, and I, and in, in the peculiar way God has shown it to me, it boils down to this simple four-letter phrase. Receive Christ's finished work. So if there's something you got from the last time I spoke, and if there's anything you're getting from today, and I will open everything else to you concerning the which time will not allow me to speak, it is that. Receive Christ's finished work. If you want to reduce it to one word, what faith is, you can say believe, but you can also say receive. Because the true nature of believing is receiving. I'll come to that in a moment. So consider God. God is, and I, and I know Him. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say this. I have worked with Him all these years, through thick and thin. I'm actually excited when I think about the rapture. If it sounds right to some people, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to And don't be rapture. Remember, the moment you die, that's it. It's the same as a rapture for you. You can die any moment, and that's it. So don't, don't even be thinking rapture. Think just like, boom, it's over. And that's it. After that, either you're going to go, or you're not going to go. So, and it could, it could be any time. So you need to think to yourself, and that's why I go back to the story of. The ticket. Because the Lord Jesus talked about those who were not prepared. The foolish virgins and the number of analogies he used. You don't know. Certainly, you don't know when the rapture is going to happen, so don't fool yourself. It doesn't matter what clever stuff people talk. And you don't know when you will need to anyway be ready for the rapture because it's, it may be that if you just die now, then you have to wait for the rapture right now. Even if the rapture happens next year, you have to be ready now because if you die, boom. Do you understand? So, you actually need to be ready now and make sure you are ready today before you leave this room. And make sure that if you are even this room and then, uh, you'll be smiling. And, and I go back to my own experience. Uh, through all years, God has, you know, drawn close to me and been merciful to me. And I look forward to, I want to enjoy my fellowship with the Lord. I look forward to spending time with Him. I look forward to meeting my, I, I just saw my all the time. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself, I'm crying, but sometimes I'm, I'm just, okay, trying to just continue to all and be normal. But how is God able to do that? Because you have so much, you're not what they call assurance of salvation. You will be afraid of just so many things. Have you mentioned up? Have you done this? Have you not done this? What have you done? All sorts of things. Concerning which again, we will look at what His Word says. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about, it's about knowing God. It's about knowing God. You will get that, as you get to know Him, you know the kind of person He is, so you can imagine, you know, Daniel will go and say, okay, Lord, let, let's pray, you know, and, and He talks to God. He's not actually making an effort. The man of God in the hotel is living people will do this because they're actually knowing Him. And God wants to be known. God wants to be your friend. God wants people who, Love him and believe in him. They two go together actually. So people who trust and care about him. It's not about some uh, method. There's no method to it. You will find, if, and I'm saying this now because I know time can be uh, precious. You will find that it's personal. It's very personal. And it's personal to the point where if you, know, if you make a single talk to the people, it says, obey my voice. It's not about the tank of madness or a set of rules. It's about faith. And I'll show you. 
It's about a relationship. Because faith is, so faith is receiving, but that's receiving is based on a knowledge of God. And I want to tell the kind of person God. God is the person who gives. God is the person who gives gifts. Everything is by gift. Did you, you, you get that? Even the rapture. Hello? It's not by might, it's not by power, it's not by effort, it's not by your religious zeal, it's not by your good works. You need to get that, and get that whole satanic bondage out of your system. God is the person who gives gifts, because that's why he gives anyway. God is someone who gives gifts. Everything we have is by gift. So God is just a person who gives gifts. I know him. So I'm, I'm telling you somebody like that. Well, it's one time I said, I'm right now, he's listening to me. Praise God. And God is happy, and I'm happy. I, I'm happy to be here because it's not because it's not something's not because of me. It's because of Him. It's because He is here. It's exciting to be where He is. It's always exciting to be where Jesus is. Even if things are looking boring, you just stand up, you look at Him, and He looks at you, you smile, and you wait for the next thing. You know, because God is a wonderful person to know. But uh, let, let me let me just uh, stay stay on this. So. He's the person who gives gifts. Everything is by gift. So, what are you doing? And remember what I told you, believe in his receiving. If you want to say, believe on the Lord Jesus, you can actually say, receive on the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved. And thou shalt be raptured. My sermon is over. If you get it, the sermon is over. Receive on the Lord Jesus, believe on Christ, and what is done? All sufficiency, both to start and to finish. Comes from Jesus. Was saved on the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt be saved. And thou household. And the God says, He's large, He's large, He just He blesses, He just releases blessings. But of course, God can release all the blessings He wants. If you don't believe, if you don't receive, it's just there. Makes no difference. And forgive, release all the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world, and the whole world just still go to hell. God can release all his gifts and graces. But if you have, 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 come on, drink freely. If you don't believe it, no one's going to drink it. And how shall they believe if someone doesn't preach to them? And how shall they preach? Except God says, and that's why I'm here today. Praise God. Because I know him. And I walk with him. God is a person who gives. This is the whole essence of God. Because God is love. He gives the grace, even the grace to be saved, the grace to continue the faith, the grace to be ready, everything. Everything is by Him. Oh, well, gifts like grace, if you think about it, the words are actually pretty much coming from the same origin. So, grace about God gives, 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 gives. That's what God is about. That's who He actually is. So, when you know Him, then the whole thing of thinking that you are something of yourself, or you got something by yourself, or you are patient by yourself, disappears. It just disappears. The truth makes you free. The only way you're going to get away from things like pride and foolishness and is by the truth. You must pray for the truth. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. And that's another person you need to be mindful of as we continue in the rapture of this state. <laughs> oh no. Because he sent fundamentally to let us know the things the Father has freely given to us. All this is in the scripture. I don't want to. If I start trying to read all the scriptures for you, to take too long. But make sure if, if there's a recording, you listen, you note it, make a note and check for yourself whether these things I say are so. So, the Holy Ghost has come to guide us into our children, to show us the things the Father has freely given to us. Because if we know those things, we'll receive them. Because you know that Jesus Christ abolished death. You see, when we're saying with the salvation of Christ Jesus before the world began, it's a finished work, even from then. And we can. 
Mind through the gospel. So Jesus abolished what and brought life and immortality to light. They brought the whole, I'm going to come and take you people to heaven and have prepared a wonderful place and the riches of his gospel, all eternity, it's all your strength. It's all in the good news. That's all the good news. Let's be clear about that. The word of God essentially is good news. That means, I come that you might have life and have it overflowing, both here and for all eternity. And of course, the opposite of that is uh, stealing. Uh, killing, uh, destroying, and of course, how does he achieve that? Through lying, lying, lying. So you need to know the truth. How do you know the truth? Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day. Hello? These things are just, it's not, it's not something mysterious. As you meditate upon it day and night, you need to give God time. I I I I I to just be saying those little things without coming back to you know. You need to give God time because it's what through faith and patience inherit the promises. Promise is promise, it's not merit, it's promise. The promise of life in Christ Jesus, the Bible talks about it. That's just see we're not here, this is not the religious gathering. There is a life, an abundant life in Christ Jesus, which is all our inheritance and birthright. Are you struggling in it? Are you talking to it? Are you excited and are you bubbling and overflowing? If you're not, then say, hmm, hmm, hmm. why? Hold it. Don't be satisfied. Don't be happy. Don't, don't accept it. It's absolute rubbish. They said, have peace. You don't have something that's not right. You should have joy. You should be overflowing with joy. Independent of the circumstances. You should be able to count a joy. When you fall into various trials and temptations. Trials and temptations and endurance, perseverance, patience, inherit the promises. That's an example. So if you, if you get to the point say, oh, how do you apply faith? How do you believe what? Well, by example, the Bible is full of God. Time will fail me. You can watch and see, but I say it's very personal. It does not just preach about people giving their house to Jesus and receiving as a personal Lord and Savior. It's personal because of Holy Spirit, uh, God sent to Jesus and Lord, what you need. And as I'm speaking now, in the words I'm speaking, there's some ministration that will come to you personally. Take heed to it and follow it. Then shall we know if you follow on to know. That light will spring up in your heart eventually and lead you to that large room where you find that peace, that joy, and that righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that's the righteousness I want to speak about. So, Enoch walked with God. He pleased God, but I've just showed you how he did it. He actually did it <laughs> by receiving. God was being gracious. He was just, oh, yeah, 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 God, you're so good. And he just followed him. And God was able to change his life. God's righteousness. There's a potential. Once you, as you see, if you get bored again, he puts something in your account. It's like your ticket. But actually, there's an outworking. The fruits of righteousness, the Bible says, which are by Jesus Christ. They're by him. They're not by might or power you're trying to be good. But he's not going to be influence you if you don't believe on him personally. And when I speak to you, I may say something different to other person. He might say, no, you, I want you to sit down and just be quiet. You, I want you to go there and start speaking to that person. But what about that person? But what about person? Listen. If you have a witness in your heart and God is speaking to you, of course you should test every spirit. Don't always assume it's God speaking. Even on this pulpit, people speak and it's not God speaking. But test everything. 
test it with God's word. God will never tell you, you know, the, the foundation of the Lord is sure. The Lord knows us where He is, and let everybody that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. God will find that I will lead you down the road of falsehood and lies and you bad, bad stuff. No, 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 no. God will lead you to a place of peace. The Lord will give, He will speak peace to you. If you follow, if you don't follow, ah, then that's why there's palabra. But I say this again, I say this to you, that to every one of you there is a word, and I think I said this the last time I preached. That's a word that is now in heaven. From God himself, there is a word, it may be as you've to you for the past one year, two years, it has nothing to do necessarily what I'm saying right now, but God speaks and has been speaking to you. You have to act on God's word. You have to receive what God is saying. You have to believe on the Lord Jesus so that you will be saved and your household. Hallelujah. So he was born from God, and he was not. And that's rapture. That somebody surrendered his own rapture. So you can see. It's telling us, it's testifying to us how he was raptured. Because God was so pleased. And I said, before he was raptured, he had this person, but he pleased God. And without faith, what? Impossible. So you have a guy just bam, bam. It's black and white. It's not mysterious. Alright. So let me, let, let's just go back to, um, maybe I'll do a little bit of reading, but I'll tell you the passages. And let me first of all read the passage I was told to read, uh, I was told to preach on, which is signed 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52. Hallelujah. So I'll say this again. You have to receive Christ's finished work. God is a God of gifting. And he's sufficient for us in it. In our lives, God is sufficient for us. So, uh, calm down. Don't start getting afraid. God is not that kind of person. You're going to make it. <laughs> you're going to make it. All you need to do is to let God take over your life. If you haven't given to your heart to Jesus and you're not yielding to him as your personal Lord and say you're not leaning on him as I preached the first time, believe on the Lord Jesus. That's, that's it. That's it. And you will be saved. Receive upon base what he has done, and you will be saved. I'm going to keep saying this until I get to heaven. Alright, so first Corinthians 15, 51, 52 says, The Lord will show you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now I want you to just... I want you to just twinkle your eye. Wow, wow, okay. You should have already done it. Okay, do it again. Twinkle your eye. Just twinkle your eye. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. How long did that take? It's already over. Have you seen how quick that is? Just like that, it's gone. It's, it's gone. It's gone. So that's what it says there. I think I read it correctly. Didn't I? In the twinkling of an eye. Just like that. And that's how it's going to happen. Just like that. So just imagine the mind, twinkle your eye again. I mean, I'm afraid to open your eyes over. It's instant, it's just boom! Boom! And it's like, Lord, well, perhaps the day you die, I said, the more I say, don't, don't just think of rapture in terms of uh, the day the trumpet sounds. Actually, if you die, that's it. You're ready. You're, you're the next call you hear is the rap- Well, those who are born again, after will go to heaven. So, it's instant, instant boom! Just like that. And at that moment, we'll all be changed, we'll have angelic bodies, etc. So, I want to then just break this talk into just two or three sections. And I want to first of all tackle the problem, then I tackle the solution. Again, if you've been listening to me, you already know probably all the answers. 
Um, we're going to have much of the study of Bible before that. But we, 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 we read from the passage in Luke, which uh, brother read earlier on, um, Luke 21, and I also, I also have, was in the passage of Matthew 24, 3 to 13. But the main issue of it is if you look at those passages, as well as the one in, in, in Mark, you will find that the time is near. Okay? You will find that the time is near. Um, perhaps it will benefit us if we just, I, I want to actually read the passage from Matthew because there's something there that I just found uh, particularly helpful and I think if I read it, it will be helpful. So let me, let me actually bother to read that. And as he said, Matthew chapter 23, 24 verse 3, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come up by name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars, which I'm sure you're hearing, and rumors of wars, see that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, I'm sure you're hearing that bit as well, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and pestilences, and earthquakes in various places, all these are the beginnings of sorrows. Those shall not deliver you up to be afflicted, it's coming as well. I shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And those shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive me, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wascle, but he that shall endure unto the end. The same shall be saved. I want you to just again remember this. There's a bit of enduring. Because when you trust in the Lord Jesus, you want to give God time. What God said is doing, He's doing not just in your life, but in so many other people's lives. But God is faithful. When he, the good work He has begun in you, He'll perfect it. God is faithful and He will do it. But you need to give Him time. It's like Jesus about the seed. With patience, it brings forth for me. The thing is to persevere. It's to persevere. I just want to make that point. You need to endure. Because the times you are in, and the challenges, uh, the word was written about difficult times, people are having lots of trials. We all face trials. You shouldn't doubt an eye. I always tell the devil, I would bow my holy head, you're just talking to yourself. I don't give a hook. I believe on the Lord. And I've never, never wavered all these years. There's no need for you to wonder, why are you thinking about them? Those are the people who are going to be afraid, they're going to be moved, they're going to go through and through, but, you, but that's why you need to go know God. It is those who know God that are strong. But it's a father, you have a father. You have a father who is committed and has given his word. Now, I mean, not, if you say you don't know his word, then you're going to read the Bible. But he has given his word that he will save you to the uttermost. He will deliver you out of all your fears, out of all your troubles. He says that God might serve you without fear all the days of your, your life. You have to be not fear in your life. If you know God, and if you have not fear in your life, look again. What are you missing? And resolve it. There's something there. That is blocking your vision of God. It's something that you are not issue. Because God doesn't want you in fear. The pastor God brought a woman around from me. He said the nations, their heart was moved in fear. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Even when he was talking about going to prepare a mansion for you, he said, let not your heart be troubled. 
How does he want you to be afraid regarding the rapture? Or do you have anything that pertains to you in Christ Jesus? And if you are living in fear, look at it. And maybe we'll pray for you at the end. But it's not about, it's not so much about prayer because it's about you receiving, receiving the word of God. Receiving. It's about receiving what God tells you. It's simply just that simple. Praise God. Praise God. So this is the background. This is something the time draws men. There's no question about it. These are difficult times. But Jesus talks about it in the book of Revelation. He says the time of trial that will come upon the whole earth. Trial will come. Tribulation will come. Challenges will come. So I would say it doesn't mean, ah, suddenly everything goes smoothly. It will come, but hey, we are not the first. Abraham and Abraham, all of you that are going to follow their examples, they did those works by faith. They believed on the God who revealed himself to them as the all-sufficient God. He said to Abraham, I am the all-sufficient God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And that's what I'm talking about. The problem is, perfect righteousness is the key to the rapture. I don't even understand the severity of God. Because when I see people doing their self-works and thinking somehow, they will make it, they will not. Paul was beside himself when the Galatians fell into this error. God is too holy. God is a pure eyes than to behold iniquity. Nothing that is coming to heaven. And there's no hope or hope by which anybody that exists is somehow all well, you can do, but you will land. You're not going anywhere. Not with respect. Not with respect. God will not have it in heaven. And that is the problem for you. But was, who is, it's up to you. Follow me. If you want to say that perfect righteousness, spotless, he, he represents himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. <laughs> Anyone know how to have any such thing? It's not going to happen. So, if not just any man, are you with that spot or wrinkle or any such thing? Okay, what if you manage to somehow clear yourself up? But the next moment she's starting to, I'll go down the damn border. Hey! Oh, boy. It's a tall order. Perfect righteousness. Both God and righteousness. That is the love we are talking about. For all of us sinned. And falling short of that level. Hello? So what can make you get back to that level? What can put you at that level? Let's remember that you are not going to make the workshop. I want to be categorical. No amount of money, no percent, no amount of no, 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 I remember that because Paul says that I may be found. When that time comes, I want to be found. What do you want to be found? What state? Does anybody know? Not having my own righteousness. Did you read that passage? Does anybody know what that passage is? Am I talking to myself? Am I the only one here that reads the Bible? Where is the passage? Can somebody find it? I will tell you where it is. Are you going to have to say, somebody find it? Philippians 3 verse 9. And be found in him, 
not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, by that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So that is the what will he find? That's the question. That's the problem. What will he find? Because in the same thing, you know, well, like the Pharisees of all time, well, you know, I, I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and I'm done. Done. Fine. Fine. You've examined. But I tell you, I tell you, that God is of pure eyes and to behold iniquity. He will not accept anything short of Christ. So if you're not as perfect as Christ, you will not make the rapture at any time. So what the question is, how is it that at the moment, in that country, for any moment just like that, you will be found as perfect as Christ. We're talking perfect righteousness. That is the condition for the rapture. Hallelujah. I'm sure you already know for Paul's, uh, Paul's statement where, where, where this is going, but I want you to consider it very seriously because the life and death issue. If you miss the rapture, well, I, what do I do from heaven? I say, no problem, is rapture or no? No, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, we're going to make it all together. Hallelujah. Amen. So look at Revelation 21 verse 8. I'll just give you one or two verses and we'll, we'll then move on to uh, the solution. So, 21 verse 8 says, But the sinful and unbelieving, and abominable and murderous, and whoremongers and sorcerers, and idolaters and all liars. I don't know why people tell lies. Uh, maybe analytically I do, but hey, it's, it's, it's not going to help you. Please, you need to put the Lord all sin. Let, let it the name of the Lord. You know, if you hear the Lord and you talk about Him, remember, I uh, said you have to give God time. It doesn't mean overnight you must not make a mistake, but let's be clear. The moment you put your hand in Jesus' hand and you give your heart to him and you follow him, that's the linkage between faith and obedience. The Bible talks of the obedience of faith. It's the thing that comes from faith. That's how Abraham walked. It's not about hope. If you produce the hope, if you produce the, well, the law, the righteousness of God that the law intended to, but can never achieve because of the weakness of the flesh, because you cannot by your own strength attain to God's righteousness. And if you don't attain to God's righteousness, you will not make the rapture. Am I crystal clear? So, yes, conversely, you have it there, that there is a way, there's a person actually called Jesus, but I'm sure you all know this already. There's too much expert here. But so, you have all the parts in the lake that burn it with fire and bring so, which is that there. So, the lake of fire is there. Hell itself will be put in the lake of fire. If you die now without Christ, you go to hell, you burn in darkness, in fire, the worms eat you. It's not a nice place to be. If you still feel that you have sin in your life and you've not repented, or there's something that stops you from just being found spotless by the end of this Service, you need to repent. Please, please, this is a life and death issue. So, you need to repent. There's no place. There's no place. There's no place. Your faith will be washed away if you repent. But you need to repent. You need to say, No, no. That's what I okay. We're only human. I don't have nonsense for you. We're only human. We're not human. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We're born from above. You've got a new nature. All things have passed away. Don't say we're only human. Yet on the other hand. Yet on the other hand. 
in ourselves. Of course, we only have a week. I want to be clear. Don't at all think that there's anything. Jesus has any fellowship with sin. Don't at all think because people allow it. Somehow God also has been allowing it. He has not. And he will never. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross. He will never, 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 must have no problem with the price for sin. Any such thing should not be mentioned in our lives. I'm not, I'm not here to condemn anybody. If, if it's found, and I say that's why you need to give God time. Turn away from it. I think that this is the principle. Because his grace is sufficient for you. God does not understand. You must come away from every trace of falsehood. When we say sin, sometimes we say you will just sin and this. Every falsehood. Go to prayer. Now stand here and somebody is talked uh, rubbish and you say he's talked the correct thing. Are you not afraid of God? Don't you understand? As I said, you, we don't understand the severity of God because He's law. We don't understand at all. This is not a game. You see, when we give our lives to Christ, we give everything. I don't understand the nonsense people talk about today. All these other talk is meaningless because we don't care. You know, what do you own? You don't own anything. There's nothing to claim for. There's nothing. When I gave you, God wants you to die in some missionary place in Siberia. All the joy. All the joy. What are you? What are you? What are you? If he gives you life, he does what are you? You have to die, forsake all. And if you haven't done, you must do that today. Don't play games. Don't play games. God is not that kind of person. Don't, don't misunderstand him at all. And yet he's large, good. As I say, God is just a God of giving. He's, a, he's kindness incarnate. Praise God. So understand this then. So, um, those that are going to be born in the lake of fire, uh, what can I say? That's not the place for you, okay? But if you read verse 27 of that same chapter, it says, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, nor maketh a lie. But they that are written in the last book of life. So, I was talking about ticket. So, last book of life. That's the ticket to. But I want to tell you something. So, so if you read the Revelation, and again, that's your assignment. Find out where it is. Okay. You can read it in chapter three, but I won't tell you the verse. Let's go halfway. So, in Revelation, Jesus said, "Oh, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life." I don't know, man, you're not funny, you know what struck me? <laughs> when you say he will not blot out his name, that means he can actually blot out his name. When you read the Bible, meditate. If Jesus says he will not blot out his name, it means he can't do it. That's, okay. Let me say one thing, always say. It depends on how you view that thing, though. Uh, there's some truth in it because God is able to keep you and he will keep you. But let's, let's be clear again. It's about yielding and giving your life completely to Jesus. Jesus doesn't do another God. There's no middle ground. Give everything to him and he will sort you out. 
As you trust in him, not your faith is what he counts for righteousness. But if otherwise, me and you, we know they're the same sure. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved and your household. But don't play games with him. Give him everything. Don't present religion to him. Don't present your works. Please don't present your good works to Jesus. They are rubbish. All that stuff you've been doing and you will probably still do. Righteousness does not come by the works of the law. God's righteousness, anyway, that's your own righteousness. But as I say, Paul is running away from his own righteousness. If you don't want to, on that day you won't blame me. I'm going to read from Romans chapter 9 verse 31. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, had not attained to the law of righteousness. Anybody was following after Wherefore, because it's something not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. For the stumbling of that stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Uh, I could go to chapter, chapter 10. Brethren, my house is I am prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness, that the law as a means of righteousness to everyone that believeth. Galatians 2.16, Paul says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. So, essentially, they refuse to submit to God's own righteousness, and want about to establish their own. So, and I say, unbelief in receiving Christ's finished work is what keeps you out of the promised land and keeps you out of the rapture. God has made a provision to make sure you make the rapture. If you make, if you make the rapture, flee to that provision and lay hold upon it now, if you've not done so. You have enough confidence and assure you all of the ground is sinking sand. And you will not make the rapture. This is why Paul was beside himself with the Galatian church. Please, 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 if you have had any doubt in your heart, settle it today before we leave this room. And run to that cross. And that's why you need to understand the severity of God. It's not a game, it's a life and death struggle. Or well, struggle, maybe. Issue. It's a life and death issue. So he, Christ has decided, fine. See if it's like this. I will not take the burden upon me. And I will obey your provision. And so I want to then take you to Jeremiah, God's solution. I'm just going to read a couple of verses that illustrate God's solution. Jeremiah 23 verse 6 says, In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So there is a provision God has made. For he made him to be seen for us, 2 Corinthians 5.31. We are made us in that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. And as I said earlier in Philippians 1.11, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory of God. So there is a fruit. So apart from the fact that he is your righteousness, and it, it is when God looks and acts and receives you the rapture, he is actually receiving Jesus Christ. If it's not Jesus Christ, you're not going to make it. Oh, no, 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 you're not. But at the same time, you remember what I say, by faith, Paul says, the Lord which I now live in the flesh, in the flesh, 
I live by the faith. That's my faith upon well, it. the faith that God gives him as well. My faith, by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. As I preached the last time, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. That's how to be the rapture ready. You have to go back to that root. Jesus was speaking to the church in Revelation. You've lost your first love. God wants people who actually care about him and trust in him. It's not about getting something. It's about seeing God for who he is. It's about knowing him. Now, as you know him, of course, that's what will change you. That's what will produce the real, the righteousness that is of God. Not the kind of religious stuff we do sometimes. But the righteousness that is of God, that flows righteousness like every other thing that is in Christ Jesus. So I, I commend to you today, Christ, your righteousness. Because that is the way to the that you will see him in his entirety. With no middle, no other God. Let's pray. You have a question. Praise the Lord. I understand that by your message that faith is not a destination but a journey. I want you to explain this verse of the scripture to us based on what you talked about perfect. Because perfect in the Bible may sometimes connote completeness, maturity, or this perfect that you mean. Hebrews 12.23 says, To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men, that is righteous men, made perfect. Now I'm talking of that spirit of righteous men, now made perfect. Thank you very much. You had this question. So he wants to just have a little bit of insight into the use of the term perfect and uh, quotes the scripture in Hebrews 12, uh, which uh, talks about the spirit of just men in Christ Jesus. In that assembly, uh, actually it's the believers. They are, it's the spirit of just men made perfect. The word perfect, the, the key word in the Greek is teleo, and it really has to have this sense of completion. And it's used in various ways. So Jesus Christ was perfected. Was it that he wasn't perfect, but yet he was perfected through the things which he suffered. So the word is used in various ways. There's moral perfection, sinless perfection, which you can only get, God can actually, is only one can do it for you. But God can do it, and God does it. And then there's, so you can, you can also have perfection, says that you've not finished doing something. So God says that I'm not perfect, I press up. Yeah, that I may attain that for which Christ has uh, called me into this ministry. So, I thought also you have reached, depending on how the word is used, and it's used in various places, you have reached what God wants you to reach. You're not perfect. So, God wants this man to go and, um, let's say, okay, let's say, we talk about evangelism. He wants to go, to go and speak to that lady there, and only through him she can be saved. Well, he, he's not going to be perfect until he finishes that job. And that's what says personal. So there's, there's perfection in the sense that, anyway, yeah, it's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. What do you think God's workmanship is? It's a perfect work. What created in Christ Jesus? Think of yourself differently when you find out who you really are. But the point is, and as he says, actually, the word perfect is used in various ways, okay? Contextual in the Bible, but all of them are within the ambit of Jesus Christ, who is able to save us to the uttermost and fulfill every perfection in our life. It all hooks back to the Lord. And I think that's really the message I want to get across. Time will fill us to go more explicitly into perfection itself because we are called to perfection and this will do it. God permit. The Bible says we should no longer be children. We should no longer stay as babes. 
But be like those who, by reason of use, have the spiritual sense of size to discern good and evil, and press on to perfection. It says this will do God permit. And God is going to permit in these last days. We must come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ to a perfect man. That's our calling, and it's going to happen in Jesus' name. All right, let's pray. Okay, all right. I want you to pray too for yourself, all right. Say we should not be slothful, but followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. There's a consequential link between faith and works. God's faith will produce God's works. And anybody who's not producing God's works does not have God's faith. So let's pray. Pray for yourself. And commit yourself to the Lord Jesus. If, if you are in doubt at all, I want you to pray for yourself. I'll pray for you then, but I want you to pray for yourself now. And commit yourself to the Lord. Dedicate yourself again to the Lord. Say, Lord, here am I. On Christ the solid rock I stand. On you alone. In you alone I put all my trust. From you alone I receive all my grace. My whole dependence is on you. Not on myself, not on the flesh, not on men, but on Christ. Christ alone. And I believe you are sufficient for me. Receive. You have to actually receive. Don't just pray. Don't be religious. Receive Christ. Confess Christ. Confess Him as your sufficiency. Say, I am able to. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can do all things to Christ. And you are more than enough. I believe me. I trust Cast your whole soul on the Savior's grace today. Pray for yourself. It's up to you. If you don't pray for yourself, that's your own. But I, I, I urge you, pray for yourself. Whoever you are. God is no respect of persons. Look hard on the Savior's grace. Surely. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come and drink. Whatever tests you have, drink, 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 drink. Receive from Jesus that sufficiency you desired in your life. That assurance, that understanding, that wisdom, that grace, that gift, that free gift, whatever it is, as God witnesses it, you have received Christ, the all sufficient Christ today. Let him suffice for you. And I say he's too much. Father, we praise you, we bless you, and we thank you. You are awesome in this place. The Bible says the Lord our God in the midst of us is mighty. You are mighty right here, right now. God of glory. Your great power is at work. Ministering grace, sufficient for us. You are more than enough. We confess you and we don't deny but confess that Jesus is Lord. And we declare glory. We declare release. We declare salvation. We declare perfection. We declare righteousness by the power of the Holy Ghost. I raise Jesus from the dead. Not by the hand of man, but by your spirit. And we give you the praise for doing exceedingly abundantly above all we think or ask. According to your great power that is working us. To you be all the glory for our Father. We thank you so much, God. In Jesus' precious name.